0: You're listening to a podcast on Accelerate, brought to you by University of Utah
1: Health. I am delighted today to be with um, one of my favorite doctors at the University of Utah, Dr. Susan Pohl, who we're going to have a conversation today about um, Dr. Pohl's leadership and value. But Susan, the first thing I wanted is just a general one. What, uh, what drew you into the field of medicine?
0: Well, I, uh, I studied science and was always fascinated about trying to figure out how things work in, um, in high school and just was drawn to things like chemistry and physics, thought I was interested in medicine, and um, the high school gaun- guidance counselor said, well, you probably won't get into medical school and you're doing really well in physics, so you really should think about engineering. So I did quite a bit with engineering and, um, was able to go to college and study engineering. And I loved that, I loved the problem solving, I loved creating new things. Um, I thought that was very exciting, but um, the speed of change was fairly slow and I wasn't able to impact people as much as I wanted to. And so I was drawn back to medicine and applied went to medical school, and have found that being in medicine, I'm able to problem solve and work on problem solving with people. And the pace is what I like, and being around people is what I like. So I think what I do in in family medicine is the best of both worlds. It's the art and science of of medicine.
1: That's, That's really cool. So one of the things I wanted to explore a little bit more today is, you know, you have been really a pioneer in how to think about this transformation of healthcare from volume to value, and the need to equip our trainees with new skills, quality improvement or process improvement type skills. And and you've been a really a pioneer in thinking about how to integrate that into a training program. But I wanted to first ask you a question, sort of what drew you to having an interest in that? Was that a voluntold uh, deal, or is that something that you came to naturally with, with sort of a, an interest?
0: So early in my career, I was in a regional medical center and um, was involved, was practicing medicine. And we were just starting to look at some of our metrics. And they needed someone to start tackling um, the way we were providing care. So um, I started to, I went to some conferences about quality improvement and about um, how to analyze care and improve care. And basically the, um, the ideas behind making sure that you have good processes um, just lit a fire within me because I started to see that if we have healthy processes for our, in, our, in our systems, we actually are providing good care for all of our patients. It's actually safer for our physicians and for our providers. And um, I got really excited about making sure that our systems provide good care every single time we touch a patient.
1: Now, you've, um, so you've taken that spark an interest and I'm starting to see actually threads from before medical school that uh, I wasn't really aware of. But you decided to then take and equip the residents coming through family medicine so that when they go out into practice, they um, similarly embrace and have the skills to to build better systems and better processes. Tell me a little bit about how that started and kind of what your program currently looks like with your residents.
0: So initially, we had our residents each tackle um, individual um, little projects on their own in their own time. Um, They were given uh, the task of learning quality improvement um, through a few lectures, but were tasked with um, recruiting a team, um, looking at data, and trying to improve the care within their own particular practice. um, those were very interesting, and I think the concepts were being taught, but um, it wasn't very team-based. So um, several years ago, we decided that we really wanted to integrate resident um, redis- resident experience with quality improvement into our day-to-day operations. So at the Madsen and Sugarhouse Clinic, which are the family medicine residency sites, um, our clinics... Um, take time each month to have multidisciplinary teams, so medical assistants, pharmacists, front office staff, nurses, residents, and faculty get together and work on, um, work on our processes and look on, work on our data. And um, those teams then monitor data over time and are tasked with um improving our processes so that the outcomes are are meaningful and improving so it's integrated every resident joins a team when they first start residency so their very first month of residency as they're still learning about things they are um, placed on a team that's looking at process improvement and then um, their second year, they get more exposure to this and they get more responsibility within the team. And then their third year of residency, they actually get to lead the team under the supervision of a faculty advisor.
1: Great. So, hearing you describe your outstanding program uh, makes me realize um, that there's no easy button and there's no shortcut. So, you know, you talk about needing to have the team leadership skills. The ability to look at data and and the time to actually think and think with the team to figure out how you're going to improve your processes so that's that's hard right that's that's requires dedicated time and commitment what's been the hardest part of actualizing that sort of vision in your integrated curriculum
0: so initially we wanted to get the residents really excited about this so we Told the residents that they could work on anything that they wanted to work on, and we gave them a lot of freedom in in choosing the area that they wanted to work on. Um, that gave the residents had lots of excitement, especially initial excitement excitement about um, the work that they were doing. But there was challenges in getting uh, data and buy-in and 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 getting all the staff around change management for a process that may not be a high level process that everyone can buy into. So initially we let the residents pick an area and they were very excited and I was able to get them very excited about Um, process improvement because it was some aspect of medicine that they were very excited about. But as the year went on, they realized that it was very hard to make change and it was very hard to get data. And so their excitement waned and they would become very um, disheartened and not uh, have difficulty completing their work and, and really having difficulty leading their team. So several years ago, we have we decided to shift the work of our our teams, and now we're aligning the work with um, clinical measures that are already being created. And so these are metrics like uh, disease management and immunization, disease prevention, screening tests that um, we already have data for, we already have buy-in from our leadership that these are important metrics that we value, and so everyone is on board. Um, that these are very important metrics that our team should be working on. So the flip side of that then is that now the residents are less excited initially about working on these projects because maybe not everyone is interested in diabetes management or interested in an immunization project or a, a screening project for chlamydia or colonoscopy. However, I think that we maintain their interest because they're able to get data, they're able to get buy-in, and so they're learning that working on quality improvement, it's very important to align your work with um, what's important for the institution and what's important for your entire your entire team, not just the team that's really on fire for this one area of medicine.
1: That's um, incredibly struck by that description because we live in this <coughs> period of time that's very um, externally influenced, shall we say. You know, we have new provider payment reform called the Macro legislation or quality payment program by Medicare for how physicians are getting paid starting performance period starts in January, right around the corner. And um, that's in the context of already existing HEDIS measures by other third party payers, and facility based quality and value reporting systems. So this this sort of period of getting alignment and really trying to focus um, people on getting intrinsic value out of the process problem solving itself, I think is an important path. Have you found that the residents, you know you talked about that you're able to keep them engaged because they have data, et cetera. Have you seen a shift um, from them in, in really getting intrinsic motivating by being able to m- sort of move the, a number? You know, they have a metric, they have an area, and by engaging in process problem solving, they have complete autonomy with the team on the solutions with that. Have you seen that that, you know, still fosters intrinsic motivation with them, or, or are we still not there yet? Is there still a lot of work to do to kind of get to that point?
0: Well, I think every resident is different. Um, I do think that having some early success has helped. Um, I think initially, for example, we had some um, success in working on immunizations, and and what what we were able to see is that we had data in this area. We were to break. We were able to break down some barriers with um, some of our um, some of the different areas where we got data, and. Um, and that led us to really move the dial on our uh, immunizations. And with that, the leaders of that were able to then produce scholarly work, posters, We were able to present nationally. We are one of our practices got an award for that. And I think the residents now see that um, these are professional skills that just like, when you are running a hospital service. You may not be interested in a GI bleed today. That may not be your favorite thing you want to work on, but if you have four cases of GI bleed, that's what you take care of because your team needs to take care of GI bleeding. It's a professional skill. You need to learn the skill of managing that because that's what's come through your door. Um, and you can work on projects that are your specific projects, this, what I tell my residents now is that this is what we need. We need you to help us with this measure and you're gonna learn some skills. These are professional skills and you can take this to any project you wanna take it to. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, We uh, last year had our our residents have this structure where they work on these multidisciplinary teams, and one of our residents um, was assigned um, and uh, tasked with the idea of um, looking at uh, STD screening, and he did a great job and moved the pendulum on that. What he was really interested in passionately about was um, our care of uh, uh, patients on chronic narcotics. We didn't have a lot of data with that. It was a much harder project, but because he had some skills and leadership in an area that we were working on, he was also able to lead another project on chronic narcotic use and how to do safe care of patients with narcotics. That's where his passion was. Um, And he was able to take his His skills from the area that he needed to contribute, and then take those skills to a much more complex area. But he was passionate about it, and he was able to do quite a bit of work and got awards in the area of um, the way we safely take care of patients on chronic narcotics.
1: I think that, um, you know, it's one of the reasons I wanted to talk with you today is um, really how excited I am about those. Um, connections and that progress um, you know, I'm a believer that um, the f- to be a physician you know tomorrow or a few years from now um, requires will require these new set of skills you know you and I were trained to take a good history and to do a physical examination and interpret labs and this is just one more skill set that I think is needed so have you had similar feedback from other residences they've um, gone through your program and then gone out into practice, do they feel more equipped to sort of meet the challenges of this changing healthcare landscape?
0: Definitely, I mean, I think that's one of the things that we see is that our third year residents will, um, as they're going to interview for um, practices, they can explain that they've led teams that have looked at population and population management and the value of the care we deliver and they are sought after um, by Large health systems. And so when they come back to the residency and say, you know, they just, I wanted to talk about this other stuff, but man, all they wanted to talk about during the interview was my experience leading this team. I think that that becomes a, um, a trigger and a motivator for the residents that these skills are needed by healthcare, and that if you say and can show that you've had experience in this area, it actually opens doors and it opens the doors because you can fill a need. You can fill a need in um, you can fill a need in Salt Lake City, you can fill a need in St. George, you can fill a need in Oregon or California. You can take this skill that you've learned here and take it anywhere because this is a need that is very frontline and and everybody's looking for for this skill.
1: Yeah. It's a testament to your leadership, I think, and how you've uh, visualized and kind of implemented your program. So that said, you and I talked before, and, you know, we always sort of look at the bright spots of what we're doing. One of the things I was really captivated by when you and I were talking uh, out front of some of your residence posters was this notion of um, – being able to build this competency in your faculty while you are training your residents. And you talked to me a little bit about how you've tried to structure the teams and the role of the faculty mentors so that they can build their skills in their role so that the next year and the next group of residents, that they're also learning and, and kind of getting better at coaching this, this quality improvement. Can you talk to me a little bit about sort of your observations as you have tried to get your fellow faculty members sort of um, you know rowing in the same direction with this?
0: Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's been a challenge. I think um, we all are learning at the same time. Um, I have tried to give um, the faculty uh, skills some short, lectures on some of the um, just little um, easy skills that they can do to move a project forward and to analyze data. So as we're teaching the residents, the residents then also are teaching the faculty. Um, Our our groups groups that look at our processes and look at the value of the care that we are giving um, include all the faculty, um, the residents, and um, our staff. And so ideally, what we like to see is that faculty that have had experience with teams um, will move from a team member to then being a team advisor. So they've seen um, a process go through an entire cycle and maybe an entire year and then see exactly, see while doing, being part of that team, contributing to the team, they can then the next year hopefully advise a team Um, but it is it is very um, it's learning by doing and it's giving people some structure some ideas of where they where their projects should be going going forward Um, I have this year implemented the value summary and I think that's been um, a good way to get everyone on board because as you use that to look at your project you're actually um, dividing the, the work into bite-sized pieces so that the team knows, okay, uh, we're going to work on this section, and if they need some more information, they can go ask for more information about this one section, and then they can go to the next section. And I think that has helped bring everyone up to speed and has helped create more of just a culture that we all work on this. It's not a resident project. It's a, it's a team project.
1: Um, I'm kind of smiling because uh, when I interviewed uh, Dr. Bridget Smith uh, earlier, uh, I came to sort of this pessimistic or realistic conclusion that I thought um, to get doctors where they need to be and leading this and having the skills to do so is a generation away. But I gotta tell you, hearing you makes me optimistic. <laughs> maybe, we're, maybe we're a half generation away because of the types of things you're leading. So I've got one last question, which is, um, what do you wish you knew then when you started this that you know now that would have made sort of implementing a new program and getting your residents kind of excited about it and your fellow faculty members sort of engaged? What do you wish you knew? at the beginning that you know now that would have made things easier?
0: Um, I think when we first started we were um, somewhat trying to invent our own wheel and we were just out um, doing our own thing um, working almost in a silo by ourselves trying to um, create new things and and um, trying to uh, learn by doing I think um, as we have matured, I think trying to um, align your resources all the time, trying to get as much done with the fewest resources is key. So making sure that you're meeting nursing needs, MA needs, you're meeting resident needs, you're meeting faculty needs, and trying to get as much done with these Um, projects as early as possible um, and with these teams as as early as possible um, is important to engage other faculty and other departments I think is key seeing what they're doing so that you're not working by yourself I think working by yourself is um, you can get off on a tangent that maybe isn't as productive and I think having someone help you kind of bring things back helps so trying not to work in silos and trying to align yourself with what's going on um, the needs of your uh, division or department um, both physician and staffing needs
1: great well I, I can just honestly say that you know the work that you've done and the lessons you've learned and then being willing to take those lessons back to groups like the School of Medicine Value Committee the GME Value Committee to sort of spread those lessons are going to be a key accelerant for us and i want to thank you for for what you do every day and for spending a few minutes with us today uh, you know we're a better place because of people like you
0: thanks if you like this we have more visit dot
1: accelerate is chrissy daniels kim mahoney mari Ransco, steve johnson marcy hopkins Bob Pendleton, and our community of contributors.